we are here at the STEM for Them podcast, and I have Grace with me. And so I think the first question we got to talk about is tell me a little bit about yourself, Grace. I know you because you were my wedding coordinator, <laughs> which was great. But at the same time, some of the viewers don't know. And I think the story that you have when we were kind of understanding each other, um, I had to bring you on the podcast. So again, thank you for coming, first of all. And, thank you for having me. Uh, no, absolutely. So like, you got to let me know who are you and for these audience members to understand. So my name is Grace. I am 22 years old. I've lived in Sandy Springs my whole life, and I am the daughter of two Middle Eastern parents. Um, I'm very artistic, so to say, like music-wise, but that wasn't the best pathway for me to travel down through life just because of the instability that I've been told about by a bunch of successful artists. <laughs> right, so yeah. <laughs> um, now I'm working at City Hall for Sandy Springs, and I'm doing events, and I'm very, very happy. So. Yeah, you're doing great events too. <laughs> yes. Big big difference now for, for what you were doing before. Yes. Now, when yeah. I was talking to you before, uh, you were more into the STEM field, right? In a sense. So I heard a little bit about it, right? And, and through all the wedding craziness that we had. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it was more of kind of, I need a refresher of basically where, where did you start from undergrad? Where did you go? Um, how did it go from there? <laughs> you know, give me a little bit of that. So it's a little bit of a story. So yeah. I graduated from high school. I honestly wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I definitely asked if I can do business, but I was informed that I was not allowed to do business. <laughs> right. Um, so I was told that the best path for me was biology. Um, I wanted to see where I could follow or like what path I could follow to eventually be a doctor. But definitely I graduated and then I applied to Georgia State for that biology undergrad. When I started, it wasn't necessarily the best pathway for me. Well, like we started off with the, what was it? Like the basic classes. So like history and then um, English and stuff like that. But then I also had to take chemistry. I don't like chemistry. <laughs> yep. I'm not a chemistry girl. I, right. I like touching things when I learn or being able to visualize it. So automatically chemistry for me, we did not get off on a good start. Right. And I didn't actually get to take any of the good like biology classes or what I was actually interested in, remotely interested in right. yep. for another two semesters basically. Mm -hmm. So I was stuck with chemistry and some other like harder classes that I wasn't really going to enjoy. And then let's see, right before COVID hit, that's when I was like, that's it. I got to make a change because I wasn't doing well in school. That's when like organic chemistry came into play and it was the breaking point for me. Basically, yep. I saw my GPA. I saw what was happening and I was like, I'm not going to make a future out of this. Right, right. Honestly, I had a nightmare one night of me like being a doctor and somebody almost dying because I just didn't know what to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because there's yeah. only so much where you can fake it until you make it. And right. for the medicine field, I did not want to risk that because that's people's lives are in play. Exactly. And when I saw my grades and I had that night terror, I eventually went to my parents and I was like, I want to change, like not from biology, but right. let me do nursing at least. So that's something where they're not as risk, they're at as as at risk. Yeah. But it would still be something I would be remotely interested in. Like I just mm -hmm. I wanted to give it a try and still be in the medical field, but not as pressured. Yeah, right. So as soon as I said that, automatically, no. 
Uh, no nursing. Yep. Even my sister came in. She's like, Grace, you're not going to do nursing. I do not want to see you up at four in the morning, like changing people's bedpans. This is this. And they do have a lot of respect for nurses, but they just told me they're like, that's not the path for you. So automatically, as soon as I brought up the change I wanted to make, I got shot down. Right. My dad, he's in the um, he's in the medical field as well. He shot me down. And my mom was just like, no. So that was it was a no. Basically, (laughs) no, no, no. Um, But then what happened? I think another semester hit and then my grades were absolutely rock bottom. Yeah. I eventually had to file to like withdraw some mm-hmm. of my classes because right. it took a mental toll on me. So eventually like they approved that withdrawal. And when I had to withdraw those three classes, that was a waking point for yeah, my parents. Right. Mm-hmm. I told them like, that's it. I'm switching to business. This is the only best option I can do. I want to graduate with something that I'm interested in, passionate about, and can bring my GPA up. Yeah, yeah, right. It's, it's got to be somewhere like along the lines of that. Yes. But kind of help, I was literally just explaining that to my uh, wife, you know. <laughs> she knows about it for how long we've been together, but in the Middle Eastern, you know, culture and the Asian culture, like it's a, it's a, there's a stigma, a negative stigma to it, right, where if you leave the engineering field, you leave the science field, and you go into business or art, you know, it's it's a voodoo for them, you know. And like, explain to if some listeners who are hearing this, they, they can relate to us, right? Because that 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 is a similar path that um, I've heard of before. But you know, for my dad and your dad in, in that situation, it's like science, medicine has to be the case because it's stable. You get a job out of it, you get a good pay. But I think they forget. Um, about more of what you're happy, you know, what you're happy with. And it's not because they're not into it. It's more of, you know, they came here to survive. Yes. To America, right? That's a di- that's different, but people don't understand that. Yeah. So from your perspective, you know, help help the listeners kind of uh, understand why that, why it makes a difference for a Middle Eastern parent um, to like how much of a difference that is, right? Compared to somebody who was raised in America who could tell their parents, no, it's okay. Um, I'm just going to switch majors, right? It, so, it wasn't the same for you. No, it, it took a lot of convincing and a lot of that mental toll. And just because Middle Eastern parents, they have been through so much when they were kids. And I think that journey of coming to America and being able to succeed and provide stability for your family and your kids, I think that that is what a lot of them have gone through. So then when they provide us that opportunity to be as successful or get the chance to do the doctor or the engineering pathway, right. and then we say no, I think they're blinded by pushing us to succeed. Yeah. And yeah, they don't get to see our happiness as well. I think it right. just, it takes a lot of us standing up for ourselves. And mm-hmm. that is one of the most terrifying things yeah. anyone can go through. Absolutely. Because even in Asian culture, like um, my friend, she was Taiwanese and she could not dishonor her family. She she pushed through. She did what they expected her to do. But for me, I did not have that courage until I got to that absolute breaking point. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It just it takes a lot of courage and just convincing them that sorry, we can't fit into your ideal child (laughs) mold, but we can still do good if you just trust us. Do you think that from a, you know, uh, from a foreign perspective that that's kind of what's driving the parents to say, 
you know, go go to the medical field because it's stable. You'll get to have have good money, and money will take care of your happiness. Do you, do you feel like that's part of you know why your parents said that? So I don't think they thought money would take care of my happiness, but money would take care of my needs to survive. Yeah, I think right. happiness and needs to to. to needs to survive are right. two different things sure so needs yep. to survive would be getting a house so then i could be happy or, right, right. <laughs> or yeah. paying off my car or things like that but i don't think those correlate with direct happiness correct yep. so yep. i think just pushing for that medical or even engineering or something they, they said go down the engineering path too at one point and i was like no <laughs> yeah no or law, they pushed that for my sister because she's mm -hmm. very good with English. Right. But yep. my sister said, mom, my professor said, when you're a lawyer, you will die depressed or an alcoholic. And I'm not going to do that. So right. she yep. even had to push to go down the teaching pathway mm -hmm. to teach English because she didn't want to go down that other stressful pathway as well. Yep. Because that's true, right? Like, um, if you didn't have your sister there, right, to kind of like back you up, it, it does, it can become really messy, right? Yes. You could have just gone to them down that same rabbit hole mm -hmm. and you wouldn't have a voice, you know, yeah. at some point. And sometimes you do need a sibling, you know, to do that. Like, that's what it is, right? Like, yeah. uh, my little sister's like similar in that sense of um, trying to like help her understand what the paths that I've gone through, you know? My big brother's the same way. Like, I try to learn from his mistakes. That's kind of the, the perfect part of the middle child. Yes. Like, you learn just enough to like teach the person below you, but also like you can dodge the bullets that came from the older person. Yeah. Or the older sibling. And that's like the best part about it. <laughs> yes. I think that's what's great yeah. about being the little sister. Yeah. You're the little I sister. I can see right? what yeah. happened with her. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, and you get like good, like pr special privileges as little sister, you know? We won't talk about that. Oh, no. That's no. Okay. <laughs> Don't bring that up or else I'll have to admit that it's real. Oh, uh, that's a good point. Well, yeah. Nobody wants to admit that it's real. Yeah. My uh, wife is uh, the oldest. So, like, I'm trying to like understand from her perspective, like, how. But she was like, man, I got like literally like the, the short stick, really, like, truly the shortest stick possible. <laughs> and it's it's kind of funny to me to hear that because, like, I, I, as a middle child, like, I feel like I'm the youngest child, you mm -hmm. know, because I was treated that way where I, I you know I kind of got what I wanted to in a sense but, yeah um, I work for it you know also but I can see where you come from like from that not privileged right for the for the people listening right now but mm -hmm. <laughs> it's one way to do it um, but yeah so you pretty much went through you know the nursing program and that wasn't for you either I brought it up yep and then automatically shot down so right. I didn't even get to try it right. I researched it I had friends that were pursuing nursing after like switching their swimming job basically yep. so that's where i got inspired i was like okay if they can do it i can do it let me research it but i didn't get a chance to really yeah go down that path right right so how did you feel when you know you you were ready to tell your parents like listen i'm going into business or like what, what was that moment like when you were determined to just tell them hey look it's 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 over you know i think i was shaking and i had cold sweats oh yeah but yeah. um the night before I had gotten my, I think it was my quarterly grades or something. It was like yeah. the, the, the end of the semester grades. Ah, uh, gotcha, So gotcha. Yep. I saw all that. Right. And I was like, that's it. So I was terrified with the cold sweats, but also determined to yep. just get it out and say reasons A, B, and C <laughs> are why I cannot continue this anymore. Right. This is what I need to do. Exactly. My dad was on my side first then my sister was on my side like they understood it right when they saw like i was at the lowest point in my college life sure um but my mom was the last person to fully get on board mm -hmm. i don't even think she really 
got on board. I think she just had to like accept it and not fight me on it. But after long, long like meetings of me speaking with the counselor and saying, okay, what can I do? What classes can I still use towards this degree so I can't graduate too late? After all of that, then I think mom felt a little bit more comfortable because she didn't want me to graduate late. The biggest thing was, Grace, look up jobs that are going to be the most wanted in 2022. Look up jobs for that and then get it because if you graduate late, someone else is going to take the job. So she she was more worried on the fact of me graduating late would lead to me being jobless. Mm -hmm. So I think that's also why it took her a little longer to get on board with me switching majors just because that would delay my graduation. Yeah, yeah. And and for for your like in your situation when you heard that, like did it matter for you of graduating late or early, you know, like on time? Did, what was your perspective on that? So honestly, <clears throat> honestly, I wanted to graduate early. Mm-hmm. I was on track to graduate a semester early cuz I I did think the same way that my mom thought where I want to get in and out and just start my job. Right. Because I wanted to move out. I still haven't moved out yet, but yep. I'm saving. Yep. Right. But in order to move out, you need to get a job first. Yep. Right. And that's stability. So that was my mindset of in and out, job, independence. Right. Yep. But her her thought was just more in and out, job, stability. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. yep. Yeah. That makes sense. And again, stability is like all, all parents like wish, right? For any yes. of their kids is like. Hey, let's not get around this roller coaster. Let's just stay on a consistent one. Yes. So that's the good part about it. Um, so with the wedding coordinating, like, like I got to see finally what you do, you know, in your situation. But why? Every time I talk to you about it, or these like last few times that I've talked to you, you you always put a smile on your face. Yeah. You know? And that's that you know that somebody's doing the right thing when you ask them what they do and they put a smile, like they put a smile on their face with it. So, you know, what What do you do, first of all, as a wedding? Uh, you were a wedding coordinator at the time, but it's a little bit different now. But during that time versus now, you know, uh, why are you so happy about this job? What makes it so, like, fun to you? So I'm very happy about it because I never thought in a million years that it could happen. Even when I was younger, I, I thought, okay, I'll be a professional violinist or I'll be the doctor or I'll be a teacher. And that was my last thing, like, Right before I got this job, Mm -hmm. I was offered a contract to teach fourth grade. And I was putting it off because I was like, I really don't want to spend the rest of my life teaching fourth grade. I love substituting. I love the kids. I have made great bonds. But when I got the offer for a full-time event coordinator that I really, I I pushed and asked for it, but they saw that I was passionate about it and I got offered. Like when I got offered that, I was so happy, but I was very scared because I went back home and what did I do? I said, mom, I have one job offer here and one job offer here. <laughs> right. Both of them are government, but I really want the full-time event coordinator position. Right. And she saw stability and not stability. Even though it was government, she just yeah. thought that teaching was more stable sure, since my sure. sister went through it. So it was that lead by example again. Right. Right. Familiarity. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I couldn't get sleep for a week. And I eventually said, Mom, I'm going to do it. I want to do this. Events is something that I've loved since I was a kid. I've loved planning the family trips. Right. I love making my checklist, itineraries, just everything, and then executing on the day of. Even in high school, I would plan my friends' like surprise birthday parties. Um, <laughs> yeah. In college, I, I 
planned like my boyfriend's reunion with his friends that he hadn't seen through covid so doing that has always brought me joy and being able to see people enjoy it during the actual event like it's just something that i really love so that's technically my job over here at city hall really i start from like the inquiry process to booking the actual event and it's not just weddings it's like weddings even theater shows concerts Mm -hmm. corporate events and small meetings but really seeing the event like from inquiry to right contract to helping with the catering order etc etc all the way to execution and then their happy faces at the end of the night like that's what makes it so worth it even if it's really stressful it's a happy stress yeah right it's you get to see beginning to end basically yes right and and that's a cool part about it but i think also it's it's you have an eye for it right like like going back to it is um at least when i saw you doing it you you were very detailed about it and you brought me brought some questions that i was like oh no (laughs) i didn't think about it you know and savannah was like yeah this is exactly why she does her job and i was like yeah i know that thanks for letting me like (laughs) thanks for bringing it up you know um and and i appreciate that because there's always if you have an eye for something like a god-giving talent you know or some type of specific um skill you know it should be used and and I know from what you were saying is, you know, it wasn't being used in chemistry. Yes. Nor nor was it even uh, necessary, right, for you to be there. So um, it's nice to see, you know, the the difference that you have because not only that, but it also brings out more motivation. Like you're, when you like what you're doing, they say like it's a tacky way to say it, but, you know, it's not a job at the end of the day, which I agree with. Yes. But money pays bills, you know. (laughs) So, So at the end of the day, it's like, yes, I understand that. But I get what you're saying is, um, there's a different like motivation to it. There's a different push mm-hmm. and drive that you can put together, which is great. You know, that's what you need for that too. Yes. Um, people are very motivated by working 24 seven. They say the hustle, the hustle is real, you know, mm-hmm. but then they forget that like you have to have a hobby in order to balance out the situation that you're in. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you, you, you're going to go mad at some point. You're going to go insane. <laughs> yes. Uh, so you need something to like kind of get that going. But, but that's one part that I think people just kind of need to understand. So I really do just want to travel more. I have not been traveling as much as I need to be. Right. And we only have so long to live. Like, I want to be able to explore everywhere else because I definitely just wanted to travel but have been so busy. Yeah, yeah. I think the busy part is what kills, right? Like, a lot of the times. Like, yeah. I, my, it's, I think the reason why I travel, like, a little bit more often now is because of my wife. Mm-hmm. I, I never used to, like, travel before. We... Um, I, I was telling you, like, we went to New Orleans, and I was like, this is – I didn't think I would go to a place like New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I went, I was like – or Louisiana, I was like, oh, this is this is awesome. It was, like, street performers and whatnot out there. I was like, I don't see that stuff. Like, I don't – you don't see this in Atlanta. You see homeless people, like, in Atlanta. And, like, that's your performance, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's, like it's, – it was cool to see that, but I'm trying to get into it a little bit more. And I think that's where, like, it'll be good for you because – you and your boyfriend could like figure out, you know, yes. what's the next place to go out. It makes it so much easier for you guys. Yeah. And we did our best to travel this mm-hmm. last year, I guess. We're starting off small. Yeah. So like Florida and Savannah. Okay. But yep. Especially as a, a girl being able to mm-hmm. get permission to travel. A Middle Eastern. Yes. Female, right? Yeah. 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 So that was, I think that was one of the biggest cultural shocks in my household mm-hmm. because my sister was like, I had to be married before I can go anywhere with a guy and travel yeah. and this and this and you get to go. But 
she saw eventually how hard we fought for like this freedom right and yeah. i'm event like i'm very appreciative of my mom mm -hmm. and dad for finally trusting him enough and yep. giving me that permission to go because then we're able to see if we're more compatible than we think sure. like just being able to be with somebody without everybody else around you like you get to see your true colors and see like oh can i live with this person are we more functional are we less functional so getting that opportunity to go to savannah go to florida and mm -hmm. just get to know each other better i i'm so grateful for that yeah, yeah no absolutely and i think uh you made a good point because um i noticed that with my like elder brothers that or like the older siblings they make a path for you right like they 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 do the war part with their parents yes and that way it makes it easier for you or me you know in that situation i've noticed that like my brother had to get he went through some tough times in order to but like now for me and my sister it's much easier mm -hmm. so like i'm grateful for him for taking the <laughs> taking, taking the blame for that you know yes, like yeah. as much as um it's necessary but it's like a good way to it's a good way to go for us. Yes. <laughs> Maybe not for him, but um, yeah. he learned from it, right? Yeah. Same with your sister, I would assume. Yes. She she, she did a lot <laughs> yeah. for me to eventually yeah. get more of those freedoms, but yeah. I'm very appreciative of that or else I don't know what would happen. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, no joke about that. Well, awesome. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? I think just for the listeners out there to yeah. understand that your happiness comes first mm -hmm. and you can't please everybody at the end of the day you need to please yourself and still like be respectful of who's in your life but it is your life right at the end of the day you need to be able to go home and think wow i'm doing something that i love i'm not miserable even though it's stressful i'm still able to work and pursue something that i'm passionate about Right. So just making sure that the listeners know that put yourself first without being too selfish, but right. still respecting who is there for you that supports you. Right. But happiness, very important. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. And especially like in a Middle Eastern perspective or an Asian perspective, honestly, foreign perspective. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big part that you bring up, which is like so important for like as an advice that you bring up, it's perfect because mm -hmm. people need to understand that yes money comes along money will be there mm -hmm. but the happiness has to come first before anything else yeah right and, and so j just a follow-up question while we're at, since we're <laughs> on that topic you know what advice do you have for somebody who's in that boat where uh they you know th they're scared to tell their parents hey listen I'm, i might not be for the stem you know i might be going somewhere else or the opposite you know what would you give advice for them especially in your situation in your background i would say just definitely it's worth it to bite the bullet and stand up for yourself because even though it may be scary your family still raised you and they they'll still love you it'll just it may take them some time to come around but once you show them that you're going to go down a pathway that you're passionate about and happy with and you excel mm -hmm. then they're going to be like okay this was the right decision i'm going to support them because that's exactly what happened with me Mom wasn't happy that I chose the event coordinator position over teaching, which had more stability. But she saw that I went from part-time when I got hired in May to the full-time event coordinator position to me working my butt off and then them seeing that and promoting me to event rental manager. 
in the span of what like less than three months right yeah so now she can't stop talking about it she goes to work she shows my business cards she talks with some of my clients because she works in dentistry but they're there it's sandy springs so they're like oh i saw your daughter with the long black hair walking around during one of these (laughs) events but now like my mom can't stop talking about it she's very proud of me she saw how much i excelled because i did something i loved so it's worth it at the end of the day to stand up for yourself and your parents will love you and eventually once they see how happy you are and how far you can go in something you love it's worth it awesome yeah i love to hear that again (laughs) thank you for coming on the podcast It's, it's i'm hoping the listeners can really understand where you're coming from and how this can relate to them at some point so Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I think it's definitely worth it for people to hear this. I didn't have something to listen to like this. I just had to go in blind and listen to the support that I did have. But I think that this is a great resource and hopefully people will listen and take some advice and be happier later on. Well, tell tell that to the listeners, man. This is exactly (laughs) what I've been trying to do. Like I, I, I tell everybody. Um, and like the podcast was, I'm like, listen, like there has to be somewhere where you can get resources. Yeah. I'm hoping that this podcast can be one of them, right. To get resources. Cause these aren't, you can read through the textbook all day long, mm-hmm. but you can't get those experiences until you ask somebody else. Yes. And some people are very scared to talk about this, right. Especially from an Asian perspective or a middle Eastern perspective. That's why I, I, I wanted you on here because, um, people need to understand that sometimes you have to respect your parents. Yes. That's not the point, but there are certain cultural boundaries and that you have to be able to respect them while taking your own opportunities. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you can, hopefully the people can hear this and just you know appreciate it more. So thank you again.